Hey friends, welcome back to The Table. It's your host, Michaela Bell, and here at A Table for Two, this is the place and space to be real with our messy middles, to share stories of the valley and mid-climb moments so that we can reveal how successful people got to where they are today. At A Table for Two, we go beyond the squares of Instagram and behind the scenes of success to share in those moments that make us who we are. Because I believe it's at the table we tend to have our most authentic conversations. So pull up a chair, get comfortable, and get ready for today's conversation, which I know is going to be uncommon, potentially a little bit vulnerable, definitely authentic, and always revealing to make you realize that you're not alone in the journey, in the discovery of who you are. Today's conversation is going to encourage you, challenge you, and inspire you for sure. I love that you're here. So pull up a chair and join us at the table. I'll see you in there. Today's conversation is with my incredible friend, Morgan. And Morgan is the CEO and founder of Millennial Moms Club. And I highly recommend you check her out on Instagram And honestly, she has such great content, no matter what you are birthing, whether it is babies or businesses or anything in between, this is the space for you. Morgan is talented in so many different ways. She's also somebody who's in a mastermind group with me. And when I tell you that this woman gives me life, I mean it and I mean it to the fullest extent. This is part one of a two-part conversation. I wanted to give you guys bite-sized chunks because we cover a lot more than motherhood. We talk about getting lost in the labels and also how to break down really big goals, how to handle emotions. Like there's just so many things in this episode. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome Morgan Taylor to the table. Girl, welcome. Hello, hello, hello. How are you? (laughs) So happy to be here. We had a, a few technical difficulties getting on, so we are we are here. I'm happy to be at the table. I tell you what, because goodness, but it's been it's been a good day. I'm so excited and honored to be here. So thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it's an honor to have you here. Um, so as always on the show, the very first question that I ask everybody is, what is your favorite restaurant? Because we're just going to imagine ourselves grabbing a table there. So what is your f- absolute favorite restaurant? My absolute favorite restaurant, it's really hard to say because I really, 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 really love food. (laughs) So it's really hard. But if I could think of one that like, if I could go right now for dinner, Mm -hmm. I would pick this place called Carmine's and it is amazing family style, Mm -hmm. Italian food. They have an amazing prime rib. You can the the portion sizes are just yes, chef's then. kiss, and everything <laughs> is so flavorful. I just yeah. So if we could go, that's where I want to be. All right. So if you're listening to this, I just want you to like close your eyes and imagine mm-hmm. that we are at this amazing Italian restaurant. Like smell the smells. Do we smell garlic? Is that what we're smelling right now? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. The garlic butter that you dip mm. your bread in, all the oregano, you know. Ooh, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Um, okay, awesome. I'm super. Now I'm really hungry. Actually, I haven't had dinner yet, 
really crazy. That's what I just thought of. I'm like, okay, if I could go somewhere for dinner right now, that's where it'd be because I have not eaten dinner either. And I kind of sort of skipped lunch today. Mm. I did not. I I feel like I ate the world today. I'm not going to lie. Really? Yeah. (laughs) It's one of those days where I just couldn't stop eating. Um, Anyways, I'm so excited that you're here. And I know that I introduced you a little bit in the intro, so you're not a total stranger to everybody, but I just would love for you to tell us a little bit about what you do and Mm -hmm. what lights your soul on fire right now. Ooh, okay. So um, I am the CEO and founder of the Millennial Moms Club. It is an organization where I am really just empowering women, giving them a space, and I'm really really right now, um, focused on redefining what motherhood looks like Mm -hmm. um, to society, as well as just really giving them a space um, to be a woman and more than just that title. Um, And so that that honestly is what sets my soul on fire, um, because Mm -hmm. I think as we grow and I know for me, I'm literally growing as I grow my children. Um, And so Mm -hmm. a lot happens during that time period. A lot goes on between your mental and your emotional and all of these things and trying to keep it together. Um, But being able to really empower women to think on a different level um, Mm -hmm. of not just about all the people they take care of in their households and things like that, but really thinking about them and what they want in life and how they're able to really set an example for the people that they are taking care of and not so much so that their lives are entangled. um, Yes. um, With our amazing babies, of course, we love Mm -hmm. them, but really Mm -hmm. setting an example so that they can have something to live by and not Mm -hmm. so much like, oh man, I don't want my kids to say like, yeah, my mom used to do this and this is making me not want to do this. You know, I don't want them to learn from what they saw in a negative connotation, but more so like I saw my mom really set, set a path of her own. Um, and change the trajectory of what that looks like. So that, that part is what really sets me on fire right now. Yeah. And I can tell that it does in everything that you do. It's so apparent that your heart's desire is to help women, Mm -hmm. mothers to see themselves well, which is my passion, but specifically single women, women in general, but definitely I, like the thing that burns at my core is to help single women. But so I love that. Um, There's this one, I did this one activity. I think I mentioned this in a podcast before where I, at an event, I had women write on post-it notes, like all the labels that they wear, Mm -hmm. mom, friend, CEO, and they put them all like on themselves. And then I had them like slowly take off one at a time Mm. and then ask them, okay, who are you Mm -hmm. outside of all of those things? Yeah. Because we can get so lost in labels. And I, so what you're doing is helping moms 
rediscover, refine, refine mm-hmm. yeah. who they are outside of being a mom. Because, you know, I mean, I'm a mom. It's a beautiful thing, but it, it is, is not absolutely. us. It's not, it's not all of who we are. And one of the things I was talking to you about before this was the, the concept of permission to pursue. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes mo- moms especially, we feel this, like we have to get permission to yeah. pursue something outside of motherhood. Why do you think that is? You know, I think it's, <laughs> it's really interesting. And I think it really comes from society in general um, of how we have really just kind of grown up to believe that, you know, we have this like specific duty. And um, even like for my passion for mothers, I really have a a passion for women. And while, of course, like we, like you said, um, for what you do, it's for women in general, you have that like burning fire for single women, but like the general consensus of the fact that women have in their minds, like we are literally groomed to when we, our first toy is a baby doll, our first, you know, like we're groomed to think that we're supposed to be caretakers. We're groomed to think that we are supposed to put something or someone before ourselves. It is taught at a very young age. You know what I mean? Like we're not, if you compare, especially the male and the female, like they're getting toy cars and toy, you know, dinosaurs, things that are very, allow them to be imaginative and things like that. Whereas we're getting kitchen sets. We're getting baby dolls. So we are literally psychologically already in this space of this is what I'm supposed to do and this is where I'm supposed to be. Um, And so with that being said, I think it's it's almost like it's innate to feel like, oh, my gosh, if I step outside of this little box. Oh, that means that 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 I'm I'm wrong. Um, I'm not doing something right. And so in order for me to tiptoe above that line, I need to almost announce Mm. that I'm going to do this. I need to make sure that no one, you know, turns, raises their eyebrow or, or something of the nature. I need to make sure of that. Otherwise I feel wrong. Yeah. 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 It's almost as if we like tip our toes in the water and we're like, am I going to get in trouble? Yeah. Yes. Is this okay? Is that is so true that it's and I I wonder if it's not even innate, but just so taught. And even I find too, like our generation, I mean, I'm like a little bit older than you, but like our our mothers and that that generation, they were praised for being selfless. They were praised for Mm -hmm. um staying home with the kids. They were praised like a badge for, of honor. Yeah. Like, oh, I, you know, ended up not doing my master's because I wanted to stay all those things. And it yeah. you hear it a lot too in in how in in how people praise their moms especially. Mm-hmm. Oh, she gave up so much for mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. And like because it's not what's taught, it's what's caught. 
Yeah. We can, we're not telling our children, um, you know, or we can tell our, our girls, for example, you're beautiful. Mm-hmm. Be, you know, be confident, like walk in who you are. But if we're not doing that as, as women, yeah, they're going to catch yeah. How how do you talk to yourself when you walk past a mirror? How do you Absolutely. talk to yourself when you're in a bathing suit on the beach? Mm-hmm. I don't care how much you tell your daughter to be beautiful that she's beautiful and to be confident. Are we walking in that first? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm so glad you said that. I did something um last summer because I had to kind of catch myself because mm-hmm. again, like you said, we're always, you know speaking so much life into our kids and our, I have two daughters. So I'm always like telling them like, yeah, you look gorgeous. You look beautiful. Da, 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 you know, all the things. Right. But if I'm casually talking to my friends, like, oh my gosh, no, I would never wear a two piece. Nobody wants to see me like that. Like, or mm. no, my, my stretch marks, they're crazy. And you know, it's all passive talk. Yeah. However, our kids who are at a tender age and soaking up all of these things, they're trying to figure out, okay, maybe this, you know, is this a bad thing? If she's talking like this, this means that this is bad. This means that I am not supposed to do this. Or when I get older, then this is how I should think of myself. Mm -hmm. Um, And so last year I made it up in my mind that like, no matter what, because uh, first of all, like, if I want to wear a two-piece, I'm going to wear a two-piece, okay? Yeah. <laughs> um, but I need to be confident in that. Yeah. And I wanted to show my daughters, like, that I was confident in my skin. Mm-hmm. Um, because you can tell when, when, when you're not, right? You can tell. And like you said, no matter what you say, it's caught. So they mm-hmm. can tell when you're not feeling yourself and when you're not yeah. feeling like you are, you know, you're stepping real hard and all the things they can Mm -hmm. tell that. So I really, really have just kind of brought some more awareness to how I embody um, a lot of the things that I say and a lot of things I teach and, you know, Mm -hmm. try to tell other women, because it's all about really like as a whole, I would say, um, how I make that look um, yes. with what a woman looks like yeah. and what a woman looks like when it comes to not just being that title, not mm-hmm. just being that wife, not just being those things. But like, I want my kids to be able to say like, yo, my mom, she did all of these things and she was my mom. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. The, that part was just like, oh, she was able to like kind of put that on her back too. It was just yeah. like an extra flex. Like I like to say, like that mom yeah. part is just the flex. You know what I yeah. mean? Like I was able to juggle that too, but I was really able to go after everything I wanted and break those molds. Like mm-hmm. to be able to say that and to have your kids be able to say, my mom did that. Yeah. Top notch. Ooh. Yes. And it gives, when you give yourself permission to pursue your dreams, you are also giving your children permission to pursue theirs because you're an example. One of my mentors always said the three best ways to lead are by example, by example, and by example. (laughs) And the same thing as being 
a mom. One thing that just keeps coming to the forefront of my mind that I feel like I need to say is who, if you're listening to this, like one of my challenges for you is to look at maybe some of the messaging from your childhood Mm. that is the root of maybe why you move in the way that you do in whatever role that you have. Like, I I just think it's so important to start looking at Mm -hmm. that, you know, either what, what was said to me or when I look up to my mom, you know, what, what, what did I look up to and why? Yeah. And how are how are some of those messages being lived out and are they healthy or do I maybe need to revisit them mm-hmm. a little bit? Yeah. That that is <laughs> that's so good because of the fact that I think we always talk about like we always hear that statement of healing our inner child. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. while we know, which is why I named it Millennial Moms Club, is because our previous generation, you know, they did the best they could. However, they definitely parented out of traumatic experiences. Um, And that's clear because I know for me, I just told my husband this the other day, as I grow older, I literally, you know, you know how your your parents say one day you'll understand this, you know, Mm -hmm. or excellent. You hear that little statement or whatever, but now more so it's, like I'm not understand I'm understanding, you know, why my mom said what she said or, you know, my dad said what they said or whatever. It was but it's more of like, no, I understand that like you did this out of the fact that you were hurting. Mm-hmm. You did this out of the fact that you didn't have the resources to like talk about certain things. Yes. Um, or even like just some of the things that have occurred in my childhood, I'm like, oh, that was normalized, but it's actually not okay. Yes. Yes, (laughs) And so being able to identify those things and say, okay, now how do I move forward um, Mm -hmm. from that? And not only that, but how do I make it stop here? Because Mm -hmm. I think we are so... Sometimes we are going through the motions so much that we can do it because, I mean, generational curses, right? It's not because we want to do it. It's not because we are doing it on purpose, but it's it's like in us. It's like already in our blood, in our way of life. And so being able to really take inventory over Mm -hmm. the things that, weren't so great in the things that shaped us um, Mm -hmm. and being able to say, okay, how do I make it stop here in an Mm -hmm. intentional, effective way? Yes. Something you said, the intentionality is such a huge piece of it. You don't like heal on accident. So I love that you, I love that you said there's definitely an intentionality to that. And a lot of times too, there's forgiveness that needs to happen. Mm. I really had to... I've, I'm currently in that right now. Yeah. In a bit of like, ooh, I have some residual anger, like pent up yeah. unforgiveness in my heart. Mm-hmm. And that is not, that's only hurting me. Oh, for sure. So a lot of times it's like forgiving <laughs> 
the generations that came before us for some of the mm-hmm. things that are just how we kind of live out. Then that's the messiness of being a parent. Yeah. I like that you say almost like you're taking responsibility, you know what I mean? Yes. For how you move forward. And so that also ties into the intentionality part. Something that I've been sitting with lately is, you know, really trying to grasp or at least get a hold of how to communicate to the women that I talk to every day of, okay, like we're encouraged, we're excited and all those things, but how do we do the work? Um, Mm -hmm. And how do we not suppress? Because I think that it's so easy to all the like happy go lucky smiling and yeah. all these great affirmations and all all the positive jazz like i love that like if you if you know me you know that i love all the the sunshine and rainbows however yep. something that i've really been sitting with is what that looks like when it's like okay i've gotten the encouragement i've gotten the revelation but now what Right. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. what do I do? Because at the end of it all, when it comes to being that woman, um, when it comes to being that girl that you're like, yo, I want to step out of the box of what, you know, society has already said. I want to go over that line. I I don't want to ask for permission. I want to pursue. Yeah. When you when you do that, there's an uncomfortability that comes with that. Yep. And. That un- uncomfortability also is coupled with you having to do the work yes. of saying, "Hey, okay, how do I how do I really grasp this? Like, yeah. how do I move forward in a way that is an intentional way, but also like a healed way, like it's healthy?" Yes. Um, I think that part is really important, and doing those things are extremely uncomfortable. Yes. Like extremely uncomfortable. And it's easy to be like, no, 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 no. I don't want to, you know, I want to play it safe. Yeah. I'm in a space in this moment where I'm like, oh my gosh, I understand why people play it safe. Yeah. (laughs) I literally said today to myself, I get it. Like, I get it. I I used to say, I don't understand why anybody would want to settle. I don't mm-hmm. understand why anybody would want to like play it safe and just mm-hmm. live this mediocre life and X, Y, and, you know, and be put in that box and yes. listen to what all the things that society's, I, I used to say, I don't get it, but I literally today, I said, I get it. Mm. It's easy. Yeah. It's easy. It's so much easier to be like, you know what? I'm good. I'm going to just fall into that that norm going to fall in line. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do that. Yeah. It's easy in the moment. It's hard after because yep. regret catches up to you. Resentment. And re- oh, and it's heavy. Ooh. That oftentimes is heavier than actually doing the work in the now. Hey mom. Yes, Malin? Can I interrupt? Sure. What do you want to talk about? Kids self-talk. What is that? 
It's my new workshop that I'm coming out with. Oh, tell me more about that. <laughs> um, so basically, most of you have signed up or have done um, Mom's workshop. What the one on self love? Yes, her self love workshop. And so, Mom and I thought it'd be a great idea to create kids self talk about how to love yourself and how you can use your self-talk. Mm -hmm. So we have meditations and lessons every single day, but it's not just for the kids. It could be for their little brothers or sisters. Maybe if they don't really need the whole course, but maybe if they want to just sit next to their brother or sister yeah. while they're doing the meditation or the lesson that day. Yeah, and how many days is it? It is three days. Three days. I love that. So people can sign up their kids mm -hmm. to take a self-talk course with you. It's three days. There are meditations, lessons that go along with it. Are there worksheets in there too? Yes, there are designed by the one and only Malin Bell. <laughs> um, we have... I think this is a really good point, self-talk, because, no offense, but most adults have not gotten it down by now. So I think it's great that your children should learn how to uh, know what self-talk is. Mm -hmm. And I love their themselves, their crazy awesome selves. So... I love this. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I will put this in the show notes, Malin, your, where they can sign up for your three-day okay. self-talk workshop. I love you so much. Thanks for the interruption. <laughs> You're welcome. Now continue. Okay. Thanks, honey. Um, because you have to, you cannot have a rainbow without a storm, without the Absolutely. rain. Like those, and I say this all the time, but we have labeled it's like a societal thing, which is here we are. I mean, there's so many societal things I just want to break down. But one of them is we label certain emotions as bad and other mm -hmm. emotions as, oh, okay, these are the good emotions. These are the bad ones. If I feel these bad ones, I'm just going to suppress them mm -hmm. and not deal with them because I just, and I'm just going to say my affirmations a million times. I am yeah. happy. I'm da, 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 da. Affirmations don't work <laughs> if there's this lack of, uh, pressing into the quote unquote negative emotions. You cannot Absolutely. have, you cannot have joy without struggle. It, it's just, it's literally. so crazy because, um, of course I, I have kids. So, you know, Disney movies are literally like, if you want a lesson, watch a Disney movie. But I all, when I think about that concept, I always think about that movie inside out and yes. how legit, like it's so true. Like that movie to me is for adults. Like when yeah. you think about the, when you think about like the, the concept of it all and like, mm -hmm. Hey, you can, you can say those affirmations. You can be excited, you know, Everybody wanted that joy. Everybody wanted yeah, everybody wants you know, joy. that that happiness all the time. And they were literally suppressing sadness. Literally yes. like, no, we don't need you. We need you to like stay over here in this corner. Mm -hmm. And they realized that without sadness and without that breakthrough, 
essentially. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. there's nothing that can really happen the right way. Um, the, The kid was not able to truly live like to her fullest without feeling all of those emotions. Yes. And so I think about that often when I, because I'm, I definitely am guilty of, you know, like saying, okay, I got to like tuck that in and move forward, you know? Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, 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 no. I need to feel this. And so having that, I I will say it comes with a balance, (laughs) but I am a lot more aware of the emotions that Mm -hmm. I need to feel. And so if I need to take those moments of like, hey, like today I'm really not having a good day. Yeah. Today I need to sit with some of the feelings that Mm -hmm. I'm having. I think that's okay. Um, Yes. You know, I think that that's, that's important. And I want women to know like, hey, you don't have to feel okay every day. Correct. You don't have because that's what our that's what our previous did. They, mm-hmm. you know, they tucked it in, they wiped their tears, wiped their sweat, and they came out trucking like everything was good and they wanted their kids to know that everything was fine. Yeah. Right? They yeah. wanted yeah. they and and like you said, it's not taught, it's caught. So like yep. as I grow older, I even literally have like flashbacks of like Yo, my mom was not okay in that moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, nah, mm-hmm. she wasn't good. But yeah. I have to catch myself of doing the yes. same exact thing. Yes. It's the intentionality part, though. Yeah, that's so good. Because we all want to be emotionally intelligent. Like, that sounds really sexy. And it is a very yeah. sexy thing when you have it. But in order to be emotionally intelligent, you first have to be emotionally literate, which means if I ask you, Morgan, how are you feeling? You have an answer that's actually Ooh. a feeling. Most so people, literally, most people don't actually even know how they're feeling. So, because we've been conditioned to ignore, to push, to suppress, so much. And so, yes, what we're saying in this moment too is so important because it also teaches your kids and you're not going to get it right. The amount of times that I've had to apologize to my daughter, like I've said to her, one of the things that that I will say to her, unfortunately, more often than I would like to admit, but hey, mommy, I responded out of anger and you're not responsible for the way that mommy reacted. Yes. Um, But I was angry. Yeah. And I need to fill in the blank. I need to go do this for for myself. And so one of the things that I encourage if you're listening to this um, is whenever you start to feel something, like you feel an emotion coming up, number one, take a moment to to just be like, okay, what am I feeling right now? Ask yourself the question, what am I feeling in this moment? Is it fear? Is it anger? Is it sadness? And then also ask yourself where it is in the body. Like where are you feeling it in the body? Because that mind-body connection will help you process your emotions significantly more. So for me, a lot of times like I feel anxiety in my chest. Mm-hmm. That's Same. just – I get it there all the time. And so I'll say, okay, I'm feeling anxious in this moment. Where am I feeling it? I'm feeling it in my chest. And I take a moment to just like breathe into that tightness in my chest and then asking yourself, what can I control now? Yeah. 
to help myself to like self-regulate. And then what I can't control, I just need to let go. Yeah. I often compare myself or even tell women to compare themselves like a car. So when you're thinking about, you know, all the lights that come on on the dashboard and you go and you get your inspection, I literally like to do an inspection. Um, And when you think about an inspection, you only actually go and get it done, you know, every once, once a year or whatever. But Mm -hmm. then there are times where lights Mm. come on, right? Yep. There are times where it is not time for an inspection, but lights come on. And we have to think about that when it comes to ourselves and our bodies, because I think it is like, it's again, it's in our brains that like, no, it's not time to do this right now. Mm. It's not time for me to feel this right now, right? And so you literally suppress it and you move on, you ignore it. And then you're like, wait a minute. And so now when you're broken down on the side of the road and you have no no way out and you feel like, oh my gosh, I was not expecting this. Mm -hmm. And the car's like, I warned you. That part. I warned Mm -hmm. you. I I flashed. Mm -hmm. I did all the things. And that's what happens to our bodies. Like our bodies are literally trying to warn us Because again, like you said, we were created in such a way where like we're we're wired a certain way. Yeah. Where our bodies can say, like, hey, just heads up, I need you to relax a bit, or I need you to do this, you know? And if we ignore those things, that's when we burn out. That's when we find ourselves having a nervous breakdown, God forbid, but we find ourselves there because we're not willing to be intentional about doing the work to do that Mm -hmm. self check. Mm -hmm. And so I have become aware at this point, and I encourage if you're listening to this, to become more aware of when you're getting that feeling of like, okay, and it could be any feeling. That's the thing. Because right. I, I, I want to be clear on it could be anything. It could mm-hmm. be, it could even be happiness. Like yes. I, I would absolutely say like, it doesn't have to be always negative, but making sure that you pay attention and you groom those parts. And that is what I am like, that's what sets my soul on fire mm-hmm. is to make sure that we are doing those things for ourselves. Yeah. Because yeah. if we don't and we ignore because we got so many other things to take care of, we have so many other people to take care of, then mm-hmm. where are we in this? Mm. It's a domino effect. If we're not doing our self-checks, if we're not, you know, thinking about how we feel, we're not able to really, truly even think about what our desires are. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, we can't even think clearly. Like right, if somebody, right, like right. you said, if somebody asked me, me if I'm in a moment of I'm all over the place my I've been running around you know I'm cloudy I've got brain fog I can't even answer the question if someone said what do you want right now Morgan Mm. there'd be no way and I can't tell you the amount of moms that I've talked to that I'm like what do you love to do 
What do you, what's your passion? Mm-hmm. They can't answer. The reason why they can't answer is because they've been ignoring the lights. Ooh. My goodness. If you feel like you've been ignoring some of those lights. <laughs> oh, gosh. I'm going to tell you that this is the end of this first part of the episode. We're going to talk about what to do if you're feeling this way. Morgan gives a couple of different points and then we dive even deeper into a couple more topics that I really felt like deserved its own episode. So thank you so much for joining us and I hope that you jump right in to part two of this combo um, or come back to it. As always, thank you so much for pulling a chair up to the table. One of the best ways that you can support a podcast is by hitting subscribe and downloading the episodes. Downloading the episodes is really what allows podcasts to chart. It says to the back end of the systems, hey, people are actually interested in this show. So if you're enjoying your time here, hit subscribe, hit download, and that's it. Pretty simple. All right, y'all. I'll see you next time at the table.